sing that chorus one more time. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. A holy anointing, the power of your presence, pour your spirit spirit out God upon us today Lord as we dedicate these children to you we baptize these youth God we honor you we sing praises from from the infant Lord all the way to those uh, amongst us who are older Lord we just praise you God today and we give you all the glory and all God's people said amen amen turn and say hi to somebody before you sit down this morning Church, we are so so glad to see you this morning. One of our core values is that every person is important, and that's you. You're all very important to us. My name is Judy Trippy, I'm the women's minister here, and I am just so thrilled to see all of you this morning. If this is your first time visiting with us, or you've been coming in a while and we haven't had a chance to get to know you, we'd love to connect with you. And there's a couple ways you can do that. You can go out into the atrium to the welcome desk and someone would be right there to speak with you and help you fill out a connect card. Or you can text the word connect to the phone number 904-441-6900. You can also text another word news and that will give you the bulletin. And if you have a prayer request, we also ask you to do the same thing with your prayer request. Uh, text the word connect to the same phone number and we'd love love to talk with you so and us also to pray with you for sure just one other thing a couple announcements i want to highlight that's in your bulletin today at 4 p.m in the christian life center which is right here at four again i want to just remind that we will be having a congregational meeting and that congregational meeting is not only just to come and find out the vision and the goings on in the church and what's going forward and to be a part of that to praise and worship and also testimonies so please come if you've not ever been before again it's here at four o'clock you saw a video earlier impact weekend starts march the third and friday night if you're a youth middle school or high school we'd love for you to sign up for that you can check that out in your bulletin also and then another one, you know, this is kind of like Alhambra, I'm getting ready to say, if you've ever been there, right? Smoke on the Mountain is a friendly family musical comedy. And we're just encouraging you to sign up for that. It's $25 for ticket. It's at 6 p.m. on March the 24th. So there's a QR code in your bulletin. You can go right there. And what an opportunity to come and see that great musical, great food, and just great time to be Christians together. We just love you and thank you. Have a blessed week. And good morning, church. I want to talk to you about our For Generations to Come Faith campaign before Pastor Sam comes and brings the message in just a few moments. But, but had, have any of y'all noticed the building that's going up behind the church here? The walls are coming up. Isn't that amazing? 
Yeah, and you're going to see those going up. Well, let me tell you what's more important than those walls coming up. We're not building a building. God is building his church. And you know where you see the evidence, the building blocks of that? These kids that were up singing here earlier in the worship service. Fletcher, when he got baptized, he's a block. He's a brick in the church that God is building. These kids, these parents that are dedicating their kids, these are parents that are committing to raise their kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That is building God's church, and we're partnering with them. Amen? Amen. That's what this is all about. And uh, you see a picture up here. I, I told the I told the, uh, man, the, the guy, the project coordinator, that I wanted to pray over that first block. And, and, and these guys are just so efficient. They had three rows of blocks in before I got there. <laughs> but you see, they're down at the bottom of that corner. That was the first block that was laid. And we prayed that God would use this to his glory. And God is doing a great and mighty work. And I just want to give him the glory. Amen. Give him the glory. You're going to notice in a few weeks, there's going to be a rec center that's going to be coming up behind this building, and that's going to be used for sports. God is doing an amazing thing, and you are part of it. And, I, and during this month of February, we've been trying to highlight this for generations to come faith campaign. Because we want, you, we want to remind you of the big work we're doing. We got off to a great, tremendous start, but the work is not done, and we have to stay with it. Uh, we want to get to $8.2 million in, in funds received by next year about this time. So that means about $2 million uh, we're hoping that the Lord would bring in here. And uh, we need all to work together. Don't worry, the building's going to be built. The concern will be, are we going to be able to put the things in it that are going to help the kids do what they need to do? Is gonna, are we going to be able to equip it the way we want to equip it? So I just want to encourage you. Uh, I, I'm praying that God will help us to use this. Uh, as a tool to reach, reach people, and we're giving him the glory, not us. But, you know, my wife and I, we give every, every paycheck we put a portion into for generations to come. I'd encourage you, if you can, if you could put any little thing in, that would help us get where we need to go. During this month of February, we're putting in an extra donation, as significant as we can possibly afford, because we're all in on this, because we're not building a building. We are part of God building a church in this community and building families and reaching families in crisis. I just want to encourage you to do that. And you may ask, how, how do you give? And if some of you get turned off with the pastor talking about money, get over it. <laughs> I don't do it that much, okay? But I, share, I need to share that with you today because I don't do it that often. But, you know, uh, what you do is just get one of those white envelopes and write a check and, and just put in uh, where it says building fund or 4G for generations to come. You put in a check and, and put it in the offering boxes. Another way is you can use our text platform. And you know, you saw that telephone number, 904-441-6900. You text the message 4G. You just sort of push it together, a 4 and a G together. And you're going to get that giving link and you can give online. Uh, however, however you want to uh, participate, we're certainly willing to receive um, for God's glory. And this is not for us. This is the, our community needs us to be fighting for families. And that's what we're doing. So I hope you'll join me. Another way you can help is pray. Would you just pray that God would use us to reach families? Would you, would you pray for the safety of those working? Would you pray for all of us? There's, there's extra work that's going on as we're getting ready for this building. I know some of you are having to park in very creative ways. We need to pray for that. We need to pray for patience as you deal with other people who are parking in creative ways. We want to pray for that. But, but let's just take a moment 
and pray that whatever we bring, that God would use it to his glory. Can you join me in prayer, please? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you have placed us in this position, that we can take a step forward, a bold step forward, Lord, a step of faith forward, Lord, uh, to, to reach families and, and, Lord, to minister to families. Lord, I thank you that you have made us a church where young families will come and kids will sing to the praise of your glory, where young people will come and dedicate themselves to the Lord. Lord, where young parents are dedicating their children to you and your service and your leadership. And Lord, help us to be that congregation that's supportive of these families, Lord. Lord, help us to reach this next generation. Lord, help us to be a light in this community, Lord, and help us do it all to your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 God bless you, and thank you so much. Morning, church. Good to see you this morning. That's my mic. Got it. There we go. Everybody hear me now? Hey, good to see you this morning. Everybody awake? Everybody ready to go? I mean, it's been an exciting day in the house, right? We've got all our kids, our youth. I mean, God's moving in a mighty way. Hey, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but there's actually been some good news in the news lately. Have you been following? And as I checked my news feed the other day and I was looking to see what was going on, I read about a revival happening at Asbury College, right? Asbury University, amen? And God is moving. And what's so cool is that as the Spirit has been working, it hasn't been a big-name speaker. It hasn't been a huge worship team that has come in. It has just been through God's faithfulness that revival has entered in. And not only that, if we've seen revival over the last few weeks, if you've been paying attention, that it's spread to other campuses, to Sanford, to Lee University, uh, to about 20 different schools that they've identified that God has been bringing forth revival. And it's so refreshing to see the work of what God is doing around our nation. But can I tell you, selfishly, I'm longing that revival would start here. I'm longing that God would bring revival in this church. I'm longing that God would bring revival to our community, to our community of churches, and that we would see God pour out afresh on his people and work in a way in which we have not seen. But I think that as I long for that, as maybe many of us long for it, sometimes I think the enemy likes to discourage us. And sometimes we think that, well, hey, revival's happening over there, but it can't happen here. But can I tell you, where we've seen God work before and what we've seen God do, he can do it again, amen? And then I think the other fear that a lot of us hold is that God's reviving that heart, but he can't revive this heart. My heart's too broken, it's too lost, it's too much hurt. He can't revive this heart. But can I tell you, we serve a God who revived dry bones. (laughs) So if he can revive dry bones, he can revive this heart. Amen? As I look in Scripture, there's two things that I see that brings about the revival of people. 
as we see God reviving a group of people and, and working in the midst of big ways. And, and I think two big components. Obviously, it's only through the work and the power of God's spirit and his working. But on our part, there's two things that we need to do. One is that we need to hunger and thirst. We need to hunger and thirst for the Lord Jesus that he would work in our lives. And the way that we hunger is we seek. We seek him through the word. We seek him through prayer. And then the second way, though, is this idea of humility before the Lord. We need to hunger, but we also need to be humble before him, declaring that he and he alone is our only hope. He is our only means of rescue. He is our only salvation. And so this morning, before I jump into my sermon and, and take too much time, I, I just want I feel like the need just to pray this morning for our church, for our community, that revival would hit here and that we would be a people who are hungry and thirsty for the word and the righteousness of God and that we would humble ourselves before him. So will you join and pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, we love you. And God, as we see you working in our, in our, our nation, in our world around us, Lord, we, we crave, we long for what you're doing there to happen here. But Lord, we know that that, that needs to start with us being humble before you. God, we declare that we need you. And God, may in this season, may this time, and such an important time as Pastor Walter was talking about in the life of our church, may we be seeking you with all of our heart and with all of our mind and soul and strength. So Lord, we long for you. Move in power among your church here. We say speak, Lord Jesus, for your servants are listening. Speak in the name and the power, the name above all other names, and that's the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, hey, we've been continuing in our series, storying kind of through the latter part of the Gospel of John. And I have loved this time. Our series has been called Lead Me to the Cross, and it's kind of the, the, the lead up to Christ's crucifixion and his teachings there. And there are just some powerful, important, profound teachings that we see in the latter part of the Gospel of John. And, and I think that what we see as Jesus is ministering and teaching his disciples is that oftentimes Jesus it repeats things in Scripture, right? And this is not because he forgot to tell them or he forgot that he said them. He's repeating these things because they are important, right? How many know if you're a teacher and you're trying to teach something, you got to repeat things more than once, right? Amen? And so if you're with us a couple weeks ago, we talked about, Pastor Ron actually gave the message about the Holy Spirit as we were going through the gospel, right? And this section came up and Jesus began to tell of the Holy Spirit. And he didn't give a lot of detail, but he dropped this idea and this understanding that one would be coming, the helper, the counselor. And so Pastor Ron gave a great message about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And uh, this morning as we move to chapter 16 of the Gospel of John, Jesus focuses a little bit more in dis giving description of what the Holy Spirit's role would be within our lives. Really what the Holy Spirit would add to our lives. And so I, I want to encourage you, if you have your Bibles this morning, Turn to John chapter 16, and we're going to be in verse uh, 5. And so if you can this morning, please stand in the reading of the honor of the reading of God's word. It says this, Jesus said, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you asks where you are going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. 
but if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Verse 14, he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 15, he repeats it again, right? All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. I want to share with you, I think, five things that Jesus talks about that the Holy Spirit adds to our life. And if you're taking notes, the first thing you can write down this morning is divine help. Divine help. Uh, Jesus says that, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. There's a lot of confusion around that statement by Jesus, right? A lot of them are saying, well, well, Jesus, are you saying that the Spirit is better than you? And that's, and that's not what at all he is saying. But he's saying rather that when the Spirit comes, it will be divine help for you and me wherever we are. It is the presence of God wherever we go in life. God's help with us. God is not far away. God is not distant. He is our divine help through the Holy Spirit that wherever we're going, wherever we're going through, he is near to us. It's a part of what Christ did on the cross, right? The veil has been torn. The separation between God and man because we were not holy enough to be before a holy God, it was torn. And so when Jesus made that perfect sacrifice on the cross, he then made a way for us to be go before our heavenly Father through the Holy Spirit and because of what Christ did on the cross. But you know, I think it's safe for all of us to say, I know myself included, at some point in our life, we are going to need divine help, <laughs> right? Some point in our life, we're going to say, God, I need your help. For me, it's every day, every minute. I need God's help. And what Jesus is saying, that no matter where you're at, divine help is close through the Spirit. Hallelujah, right? <laughs> you know, as we look through Scripture over and over again, we see those who needed God's divine help and intervention. And we are no different. We need God's help. Hey, recently, uh, iPhone released their latest iPhone. And one of their advertisements about their new iPhone is it had the ability to be a satellite phone. I don't know if you saw this. Which means that you could be literally anywhere in the world and you could call for help if you need it. Now, depending on where you were, I'm not sure help would come, but at least you could call, Right? You could have help no matter where you went. You know, as we talk about the role of the Holy Spirit and what it brings to our life, can I say this is true of the Holy Spirit? Except not only can we call for help, but we can also receive help through the Holy Spirit. No matter what trials you're facing right now, what challenges you're going through, the Holy Spirit is there to be the wonderful counselor your divine help to guide and direct you through this season of life. Second thing you can write down this morning, something that the Holy Spirit adds to our life is righteous discernment. 
He says this, but if I go, I will send him, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me. You know, part of the role of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world, thus convicting us of our sin and what is righteous before the Lord, but it also helps us to understand of God's perfect judgment, right? His sovereignty, his lordship over us is perfect. And when we see that, we see our brokenness, we see our sin before a righteous God, and we see our need for him. And that's part of the role of the Holy Spirit. But I I would go a step further, that the Holy Spirit also helps us and gives us discernment in our life when we have to make tough decisions. It's not easy in the world that we live in to know what is pleasing and honoring to the Lord. You have to work sometimes. Sometimes things are not just as easy as they may seem. We need discernment in our life and the ways in which God is calling us to live out our faith, to be bold, to to be a witness for him, but also to do the things that he is calling us to do in our walk with him. You know, I think about this every time you go into the store, right, the grocery store. You need discernment on buying food that is healthy, right? (laughs) You know, a lot of the times they say go around the perimeter of the store and avoid the middle section of the store, right? Because here's what's happened. A lot of food that is advertised as healthy food, when you turn the box around and you look at the label, there are a lot of things in there that are not so healthy. And so what happens? When you go into the store, you need discernment to know what is good for your body, right? In the same way in life, we need discernment to understand and to perceive what honors and pleases the Lord in his sight. It's tough. And we need his discernment. And that's, this is an aspect of the spirit. And not only does the spirit help us have discernment, he also gives us discernment in knowing how to pray, what to say, how to speak. Have you ever tried to, to share your faith with somebody before and you're like, you feel like the Lord's leading? You're like, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> And when you voice that prayer, what happens? We have divine help. We have righteous discernment through the Spirit. And he gives us the words to say, God, I don't know how to pray. And the Spirit steps in. Uh, Ephesians 5, 6 through 10. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For at one time you were in darkness. Now you are in the light of the world. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And he says this, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. We need to try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And the way that we can do that is through the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Third thing, and I love this one. The Holy Spirit gives us course correction in life. (laughs) Course correction. Uh, it says this, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Man, I love this. Because sometimes in our life, sometimes we wonder. <laughs> we wonder away from the path of obedience. We wonder away from pursuing the Lord Jesus in everything that we have. I, I, was, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I was in Israel, and um, one of the things that we got to do is to play a shepherd for a little bit. And so we, we were given uh, a flock of, of sheep, and we had to herd these sheep. And can I tell you how difficult it is to herd sheep? Like, it was impossible. Every time I thought I got them going in the right direction, one of the sheep would go off the, this direction over here. And then I have to go chase them down and I have to nudge them this way, keep moving them that way. And it was, like, really, really difficult because they're always wandering. By the way, do you know what 
Scripture refers to us as sheep, right? But isn't it true that you and I, in our faith, in our relationship with them, we tend to wander? We tend to wander away from the truth. And so we need in our life course correction. We need the Holy Spirit to say, hey, 